This is Fam Electric Ghost, and this is episode 168, so plastered on a bar stool in blue. And my alter ego, Josephine Electric, um, kind of revealing her melancholy mood and uh, where she's at a bar. She's on a bar stool. She's getting plastered because of some bastard. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the song. It's just like, you know, she's she's just kind of falling apart because the relationship like was... Um, self-destructing and then she feels uh kind of in a in a downward spiral mode and so what we've done is we've taken our hardware workflow which means we use hardware sense in this case we've got a moog mother 32 and a moog uh drummer from another mother a dfam which are both semi-modular analog sense and what's cool about the dfam it's a fully analog synth that doesn't even have MIDI. Uh, the sequencer has to be uh, is controlled by controlled voltage, and it uses a uh, pitch, and uh, it uses um, you know the, the actual pitch and uh, of the of the note to actually you know sequence the 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 actual tune, and it's it's a little different than running like an eight oh eight because you're you're limited in what you can do initially, but then you can use um, the patch bay to do some interesting things. And if you have it in a Euro rack, you can like, I can actually run it from a clock on another synth. So I can actually use the clock on a Mother 32. I could actually use the Mother 32, 32 step sequencer to drive it. I could use my Arturia Mini Boot 2S sequencer to drive it. So then it becomes a little bit more complicated. And theoretically, once um, Teenage Engineering puts their CV gate module into the OPZ, I could actually <clears throat> sequence on the MIDI channel um, uh, the the DFAM through the OPZ, which I want to see what it can, you could do with like the step components running through CV on a DFAM. I think it would be really interesting. Um, so I'm very excited when they finally set that up. But this song, we're using the Make Noise um, Utility Module, the um, Mass Module, which allows you to do exponential and um, logarithmic um, changes to the, the wave structure or the sound modulation. So you can do a lot of weird kind of time shifting and pitch shifting, uh, you know, like portamento and like backwards um, control, volume control, uh, you know, wave control. It can actually act, act like an oscillator. So, so what's going on is we've got a really heavy kind of Trent Reznor inspired Moog Mother 32 uh, analog sound running in a percussive way to kind of match what the DFAM's doing. And then we're playing um, the Mother 32 as well through MIDI on a Juno with a full length of a 61 key Juno Roland to trigger the notes, which gives you kind of like, you know, like it's a D, like it would be a Model D feel that you have a, a, a really big, bigger than a Model D actually because you got the full range of 61 keys. And I take advantage of that range so sometimes I can be at the bottom end of the keyboard and have really nice bass sounds coming from the Mother 32 and then kind of middle and top range of the 61 key keyboard. And then you can use the modulation wheel because the MIDI, you can use MIDI on the Mother 32 and uh, it's able to um, translate the Mother 32 to the pitch bend wheel on, on the on the 
on the Roland so you can do the modulation of, of an analog synth. And I do a lot of really cool things with that. I've, I've been able to get it to mirror like horns, uh, get it to do kind of like uh, Keith Emerson kind of guitar focused leads. Um, you know, Keith Emerson was a big fave for me. Um, so this song is is really kind of it's blowing up on my on my SoundCloud because I, mean, I got like 400 plays of this since yesterday, and I just put it out last night. <clears throat> and I didn't pay to have that done, so we don't pay anybody to boost up our SoundCloud. We let it organically, you know, get hits. And sometimes we'll get a song, and suddenly we'll get like 1,500 hits on it in a day. Um, and in this song, we got 400 in one day, so it seems like it's it's, it's really kicking and. It's interesting because we had some some record labels like looking at some of our songs and we were talking to some labels. We're not going to reveal who they are. And you never know which song's going to do it. Like the fans really like this one. But the record label like one and it only, you know, is on my on my Instagram, well, on my SoundCloud, that song that a record label liked is only getting like four plays. <laughs> but you never know what people want. So it's just interesting. But we're going to be interviewing another artist tonight, excuse me for the coffin, and um, we're going to see what we can do, and um, the whole other thing, I'm going to stop at this point to take a little break, and then we'll pick it up in a second. So this is part two, I had a little coffin fit that you probably heard in the last segment. So yeah, this track, we really was uh, diving into our, you know, Eurorack capability, which we used the Arteria 6U. And in the 6U, I think we've talked about it before, but for this particular example, we got Mother 32 on the first, on the top uh, rack, and a DFAM on the bottom rack. And then we've got Morphogene on the top rack. And then we've got a Mass module on the bottom rack. And then the other uh, modules we have is we have a Pittsburgh uh, modular 2x4 mixer module that allows you to take the VCA signals from multiple modules and then change, you know, adjust the levels before it hits. Um, the main synth in this setup is um, the 6U has the ability to have like either like a drum boot attached or a mini boot 2S or mini boot 2. We've got a mini boot 2S and what you do is you can take the output of the, of the Pittsburgh modular uh, 2x4 mixer and now we'll take in, you know, the DFAM, or take in the, um, the Mother 32, it'll take in uh, the mass module from different, you know, the mass module can have multiple routings coming out of it. So those things are routed into the mixer and then go directly into the input on the patch bay of the 2S. And the patch bay on the 2S is kind of like a Mother 32. It's very significant, has a lot of cool stuff. So there's an external in, and then there's a quarter inch out of the 2S and the quarter inch out we have going into an MX1 Roland mixer. And then we have a two a right and left stereo line taking that monophonic signal and bringing it into a Zoom R24. So that's how we get our monophonic synths to go to stereo. Because we have them run out of this Eurorack as a mono line into a Roland MX1 mixer and then come out as a right and left stereo line. So that gives us a stereo signal on our monophonic instruments, which is you know pretty cool. And then we are able to record that onto our 24-bit, 48 megahertz uh, um, digital recorder from Zoom. So the R24 gives us 
What we like about using R24 is we don't have to worry about like FL Studio or any of these other DAWs rendering our our um our mips. The Zoom R24 renders and masters very quickly and doesn't seem to have any kind of problem with the wide band of an analog synth. So when you record with an analog synth into a Zoom R24, you get a really good uh, representation of a signal and it doesn't clip anything. It doesn't like seem to compress anything. And it comes out as a wave file. Uh, and then we bring that wave file into you know the digital world and we use other mastering tools that uh, we use online like Beautiful Audio and Landar to uh, do some final mixing. But we do a, a master on R24. We'll do an original initial recording with um, you know different profiles. You can use like different types of mics, uh, profiles like dual mics, single mics, uh, different um, stereo recording you know concepts that go directly into mastering. And then you have those, all these different mastering profiles where you can change like the, the levels and get it up to the level necessary for you know putting on a streaming service. Uh, so once you do that, then we just kind of do some finishing on landar.com. But this track, we really were, were very, you know, excited that the fans like jumped on it, that we got a lot of people who were, like digging it. And um, it looked like, you know, some of these new tracks we're doing with the Moog and the, and the, and the DFAM feel like they're going to go on to another record. We're, we're talking to, you know, two different labels. One label just wants one song for a single and the other label will do an album and um, we'll do unlimited singles. And one of one of the labels has a really high profile producer involved, and uh, we're not giving the name out, but um, we're kind of excited. We, you know, it, it it could be that the the label that has the very high profile producer, even though we only get to do one song, that might be a better choice for us. And then you know, we can maybe hold off on some of our other tracks and joining this other label to see what we can do with the higher profile producer. And we we self-produce our stuff. You know, we do a lot of work ourselves with this, you know, with the, the style of recording we do, which we call expansive sound and hardware synth recording. Now, we're very interested in what we saw at NAMM this year, at least online. We've seen the Kai Force. And the Kai Force gives you, like, the best of, like, um, some some really cool concepts. Because they got some MPX. um capability you've got um some capabilities from ableton live and then you've got a, a platform that allows you to do a lot of what a dj does but even more so because the grid on this thing basically implements um live playing the the spacing on the inputs and the way you can input play chords you can play guitars and you can like plug strings you can do all kinds of cool things and actually have a different feeling, kind of like the way the Renee is on on the Make Noise uh, modular Eurorex. It has a different way of, of inputting notes and this alternative way of doing it, kind of a bootlet style. It allows you to do something that you can't do on a keyboard. And I think as a musician, you know, your keyboards, we're really big on, you know, trying to bring all of our piano techniques and organ and keyboard techniques to the, you know, electronic genre. But originally Moog's, you know, like complement B on the original modulars, uh, you know, it wasn't based on a keyboard. So sequencing has always been a big thing in, in electronic music. And then having alternative input methods is another big thing. 
And so if you could have an alternate alternative input method, so when you're constructing a song and you can do things that you physically can't do on the keyboard, you could cross into different scales, cross into note ranges that you couldn't do physically on a keyboard, then you can create some things that, you know, people haven't heard before. And as an electronic musician, we're always pushing to try to do that. You know, that's part of what we do in our genre is kind of open everybody's eyes and see what you can do. I kind of go backward and forward. I like to go backward to the analog sense, but I, I have digital sense and I have samplers. So I, I go I go backward and forward. You know, I have an OPZ, which is a very modern implementation of a synthesizer. It's all kind of plug-in based, you know, sound engine based, very modern kind of DAW inspired, but it's a hardware synth. And so it brings that idea that you have in the DAWs with these like sound engines, but it brings it to this little tiny device. Now I didn't use it on these, this particular track, but you know, like I said, the OPZ has a, a expansion module. And what is very interesting is that you could, you could link this up to a CV controlled Euro rack and use that really advanced sequencer because the OPZ sequencer is amazing. I mean, you can do very long sequences that you can stretch out with step components and all kinds of really cool things. So it gets into a territory that allows you creative development and it's the kind of way I like to do development, um, which is a little different than the, the Kai Force is kind of doing that traditional PC um, DAW-based development, but then doing it on a standalone. So it's got some capabilities that are somewhat like an OPZ, but there's a lot more visual cues. The OPZ, you don't have, you have LED visual cues, but you can't see like everything that you can see on a screen. It's more of a physical machine that you have to know all the different combinations of capabilities. And there's a lot of buttons that you can do there on there. You don't have a lot of buried things, but there are shift combinations and different things you can do um, that now are, aren't readily apparent. So, you know, it, I think the, the way the world's going is having a machine like an Akai Force gives you the ability, if you're like a current musician, you could DJ a show in a unique way and, you know, bring your modular gear to a DJ show and give somebody a show that would be very inspired because you could actually not just do what's on the SD card or the USB stick. You could actually play live and change things up very different from what you can normally do with a CDJ because you could be bringing in pure analog synth signals and running them in all different kinds of combinations and actually playing live patterns on the pads in real time, not just having stuff coming off a USB. And I think that is very interesting. And if you think about, you know, you could have an OPZ connected to an Akai Force. You could have like a, a Roland Axe Edge to be able to do like lead synth solos. You could use a grandmother to do really awesome leads and then have all the capability that a DJ has with the crossfader and all your all your, 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 your stems and your clips and your samples and your drum machines all in, in perfect time. But also bring in the analog variability and big sound from analog synths. Um, so I think that gives, I think DJs a, a way forward to get out from under CDJs and open themselves up to, you know, what Keith Emerson and, uh, you know, Rick Wakeman and Bernie Worrell, you know, the innovators in electronic music, what they did is like, which means actually play your instrument live in front of people. Um, and so I, that's, you know, not a big criticism of some people. I know they put a lot of work in the studio, but like Robert Moog said, you know, analog synths or synthesizers when they were built, they were made to be played 
live in front of people live and have like that kind of jazz uh, rock musician ethos of, you know, playing live is kind of where it's at. So that's our soapbox for this. And uh, hope you continue to listen to our music. We've got a new sponsor out there. You check out for CBD oil. They've got some pretty cool discounts. Uh, and they, they've got really high quality products. So if you're in the CBD, please check out our link and, uh, you know, support the ghost by checking it out and then help yourself with some really good CBD oil. So check it out. Thank you. Oh.
Family Electric Ghost, and we're working with Natural X, who is a distributor and manufacturer of CBD oil. Now, you shouldn't settle for inferior CBD oil. Uh, Natural X is is not an inferior CBD oil. It is the superior CBD oil. There are no additive chemicals. It's available in all 50 states. It's water-soluble. It's high-absorbing, full-spectrum CBD with terrapins. Now, the difference between THC and CBD, you might not know. So THC is a psychoactive portion of cannabis and is commonly found in marijuana in higher amounts and is very uh, low, if any, in the hemp plant. CBD is a cannabinoid devoid of psychoactive effect. In other words, you can't get high from CBD. After THC, CBD is by far the most studied natural cannabinoid and is gaining popularity faster than THC because of its healthy properties without drug uh, side effects attached to it. So if you click on the link that we're going to provide in a couple minutes, um, you'd be able to get this really good CBD. So why would you take Natural X CBD? Well, it's the most stable, longest lasting, highest absorbing CBD. It fast, it's fast. It's got 15 minute absorption rather than slow 60 to 90 minute peaks. It's the highest highest absorption rate in the industry. It's real CBD oil, not liposomes or nanoparticles. It's got a super long shelf life, can store for two years, no need for refrigeration. It's made from hemp, not marijuana. It's clean, healthy, organic hemp sourced from the best farms. It's full spectrum, top quality hemp CBD, not cheap CBD isolates. Enjoy the healthy entourage effects of full spectrum CBD oil. It's not addictive, and there's no psychedelic drug effects. It's available, as we said, in all 50 states. Easy to use, to swallow a little every day. Tastes great, no disgusting, oily, bitter taste. Best value in hemp CBD, you get more usable CBD for your money. You save money by purchasing today with the special pricing from Natural X. It's proudly made in the USA, and there are no worries to give a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you click our link, we've got a bit.ly link to make it easier for you. So the link that you use to, to be able to purchase this is bit.ly forward slash 2SV small b capital H 
V-I-T-V-W. So let's do that again. It's bit.ly forward slash two, capital S, capital V, lowercase b, capital H, lowercase v, lowercase w. We'll do that once more. It's bit.ly forward slash 2s, capital V, lowercase b, capital H, lowercase v, w. Now, this link is also on the podcast, so if you can't get it from here, just look at the podcast. You will see the link there, and you can just click on it. And I hope you enjoy uh, this product, and um, we'll talk to you again. Uh, keep on listening to the Family Electric Go Show because we talk about all kinds of things, and you'll be able to get information about all types of products like this product from Natural X, their Natural X CBD. Thank you.